Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Gobekli Tepe, which is 11,600 years old. I mean, it used to be argued Robert Schock and John Anthony West work on the Great Sphinx, suggesting that the Sphinx could be 12,000 plus years old. It used to be argued that was impossible because there was no other site anywhere in the world, no other megalithic site of the same age. And then we discover Gobekli Tepe, and it's 11,600 years old. Now, if you can make uh, Gobekli Tepe with its 20-ton megaliths, beautifully carved representations of human and animal figures in in those pillars, if you can do that, you can cut the Great Sphinx out of bedrock as well. I think we're looking, again, at a lost technology. And it was this ancient apocalypse 12,800 years ago that wiped that from the human memory banks. Why were these ancient elongated skulled peoples or humanoids of Malta living underground? Now I believe we're talking prior to 9700 BC for the original construction of the Sphinx. And they were what some people have called giants, probably no more than seven to eight feet tall. And those giants have been pulled out of American maps. Whether it's the colossal statue heads that have been unearthed, to all the strange artifacts you've been showing in the museums, to some of the strange features they seem to possess, the more I learn about the Omet culture, uh, really the more fascinated I become. So Graham Hancock was recently a guest on the Joe Rogan podcast, And as you just heard, he was dropping bomb after bomb on the mainstream history gatekeepers. In this episode, we are going to listen to some of Graham's top highlights from this interview with Joe Rogan and also look at how the mainstream narrative's stranglehold of history is slipping. You are not going to want to miss this. Derek Olson here to journey deep into history's mysteries with you. So for those of you who may not be all that familiar with who Graham Hancock actually is, just wanted to give you a little bit of an overview because I never want to assume that everybody is just on the same page. So uh, Graham Hancock is a British gentleman and uh, he started his career as a journalist back in the 70s, writing for newspapers like uh, The Independent and The Guardian. So some pretty big publications. Uh, Prior to that, though, a lot of people don't realize that during his childhood, Graham uh, moved with his parents to India, uh, where his father worked as a surgeon, I believe, for some years. So you can just see how this journey of living in India 
uh, I imagine surrounded by ancient ruins and sometimes visiting these ancient ruins and then writing as a journalist for decades eventually paved uh, the way for Graham to become who he is today. The fearless leader, basically, of the alternative uh, history movement. And when I say alternative history movement, I just basically mean those of us who are critical thinkers, those of us who believe there is more to history than we've been led to believe. Uh, when I say alternative history movement, I'm talking about those of us who believe uh, history goes back much further than we've been told. When I talk about the alternative history movement, I'm talking about those of us who don't believe just the mainstream narrative that we were told in high school or we were told in college. I'm talking about those of us who are open to the idea of that there were lost civilizations. When we say alternative history, we're talking about those of us who are open to or believe in the idea of lost ancient technology or lost high technology that I believe you can see the evidence for in Egypt, in Peru. Graham is the author of several books, the most famous of which is probably Fingerprints of the Gods. Another book he's written uh, more recently is this one right here, if you can see it, America Before. And I was pretty proud. I was on a little road trip last weekend uh, here in Washington State where I live, and we stopped in a little coffee shop kind of in the middle of nowhere, the town of Cleelum, if you know where that is. Uh, I think it's called Pioneer Coffee. Great little coffee shop in this little mountain town. And we were ordering coffees, and I was just kind of scrolling on my phone. I think I was on X, about ready to post a photo. Um, when I look over at the bookshelf, and what do I see? America before is sitting right on the bookshelf. And to my pleasant surprise, this was one of those uh, things that said, leave a book, take a book. Well, I saw this book. Let's just say I ran and lunged for it. And it was like, it's mine, baby. So uh, this is my next read. I actually have not read this one yet from Graham. So thank you, Graham. Graham Hancock is also the star of the Netflix docuseries Ancient Apocalypse, which came out last year. It's been taking the world by storm. And obviously, one of Graham Hancock's biggest disciples is Joe Rogan, host of the world's biggest podcast. And so Joe Rogan's featured Graham several times on his show over the past several years. And I believe this is one of the biggest reasons for Graham's influence just soaring, um, which I believe culminated in the Netflix docuseries, which has awakened so many millions of people to this idea of lost civilizations and alternative history, basically that there's more to history than we've been told. However, uh, with all of Graham's recent success, uh, the mainstream gatekeepers have become absolutely furious. Uh, Graham Hancock, a guy who has devoted his life to research of the ancient past, who spent year after year in Egypt researching and investigating, he has now been banned from the country of Egypt. Let that sink in for a minute. An author is banned from ever going to Egypt again to visit the Great Pyramids. That is insane. 
So that shows you right there how serious this battle for for truth is, if you want to say it, for history. So here's some further um, proof to show you the onslaught against Graham Hancock. I pulled up his Wikipedia page here, and right on the top it says, uh, Graham Bruce Hancock is a British writer who promotes pseudoscientific theories involving ancient civilizations and hypothetical lost lands. And that word uh, pseudoscientific is something I've definitely been accused of, and it's something you're going to see a lot when it comes to Graham Hancock is pseudoscientific. And what's that mean anyway? Pseudoscientific, if you look up the definition, basically says uh, falsely or mistakenly claimed or regarded as being based on scientific method. So there's pseudoscience for you. Here's some other headlines I found uh, that are kind of popular when you Google who is Graham Hancock. This article uh, pops up from medium.com. It says, why Graham Hancock is just plain wrong about ancient civilizations. And then the tagline underneath that, I love advanced ancient civilization theories, but there is no real evidence for them. Don't you love how this author cloaked that? He's trying to make it sound like he loves the idea of lost ancient civilizations, but there's just no real evidence for them. Here's another uh, article I found that pops up on the top of the uh, internet search results. The title is, quote, The Dangers of Ancient Apocalypses Pseudoscience, end quote. There's that word, pseudoscience. And then the uh, tagline for this one says, Reviewing Netflix's Ancient Apocalypse, an anthropologist explains how its host, Graham Hancock, devalues both archaeology and indigenous heritage. That is a load of crap. So there is just a few examples to show you um, the battle waging against uh, Graham. So in that first clip that we heard or watched, if you're um, watching on YouTube or Spotify, Graham makes the brilliant point that archaeologists used to argue that it was absolutely impossible for the Great Sphinx of Giza to be 12,000 years old or older, as uh, geologist Robert Schock claimed. Uh, and they said this because they, they said there was no other known megalithic site dated that old. However, now with the discoveries at Gobekli Tepe, which are widely uh, believed to be dated at 11,600 years old, so almost 12,000 years old, and, and even mainstream archaeology is being forced to admit it's really this old, based on all kinds of evidence. These same archaeologists are being forced to change their history timelines. So, as Graham would say, stuff just keeps on getting older. History is going back further. And so Graham goes on to say in that first clip that if an ancient civilization could make Gobekli Tepe with these 20-ton ornately carved megaliths 11,600 years ago, then they could also craft the Sphinx from the limestone bedrock of Giza. That is an incredible point, and I uh, thank you, Graham, for making it. Okay, in this next clip, Graham uh, and Joe Rogan talk about several mysteries and anomalies concerning uh, the Great Pyramid. Check this out. 
today. Archaeologists mm. will tell you they could build the Great Pyramid, but I defy them to do that. The Great Pyramid is literally impossible. It's something that doesn't make any sense. It certainly doesn't make sense as the tomb of a megalomaniac pharaoh, uh, which is what we're told it was. Well, it's also sort of the ultimate, if you wanted to leave behind evidence of your culture, something that if there was a cataclysm and people did have to sort of rethink the history of the world, that would be the best thing to leave. Time capsule. Because yeah. it's so insanely sophisticated mm. that you're forced to sort of reckon with this idea that something might have existed before us. Yeah, definitely. And it incorporates all kinds of interesting math. It incorporates pi, which again is supposed to have been discovered by the Greeks. Uh, it incorporates the dimensions of the earth on a particular mm. scale. There, there, there's a lot about the Great Pyramid which suggests that it was intended to transmit information to the future. And that's one of the reasons why it's so big and so enormous and why we keep on finding new chambers and passageways inside the Great Pyramid. There's a thing called Scan Pyramids, which is now going on, which is using the latest tech. And they've identified a second Grand Gallery above the Grand Gallery. The, the Grand Gallery is one of the wonderful features of the Great Pyramid. It's 30 feet high, 120 feet long rising up through the center of the pyramid. But now we know there's a second one above it that hasn't been explored yet. And that's, wow. a, that's a result of scanned pyramids. There's corridors and passageways that we didn't know were there. So the Great Pyramid is gradually, bit by bit, revealing its secrets. And it's almost as though it was waiting for a time when human beings were ready to receive those secrets and had, and had the ability to decode them. So Graham starts out saying that it does not make any sense that the Great pyramid could be the tomb of a megalomaniac pharaoh, uh, which is what we are told is the case. And then Joe Rogan responds with saying that if a worldwide cataclysm was coming and an ancient civilization wanted to leave behind evidence of their ancient culture, the Great Pyramid is like the ultimate sophisticated structure to leave behind. And then Graham chimed in, yeah, it's like a It'd be like a time capsule. Uh, great point. Great bomb dropped there. And having been up close to and inside uh, the Great Pyramids and the Great Pyramid uh, multiple times now, I would unequivocally agree with Graham and Joe Rogan uh, on these points. As I've talked about at nauseam on other episodes and other podcasts, uh, mainstream archaeology or history tells us that the dynastic Egyptians who rose around 3000 BC uh, built the Great Pyramid. And also, as I usually say, the dynastic Egyptians were an incredible culture. Uh, but there's so many reasons to question if they actually did build the Great Pyramids. Now, Muhammad Ibrahim. Um, my tour guide, our tour guide when we go to Egypt, and also an Egyptologist. Uh, he's the only Egyptologist I know that's broken with the mainstream. And he believes that a previous lost civilization built the Great Pyramids. His word to describe them is the pre-Diluvians. This civilization who existed before the Great Cataclysms or the Great Flood. And so you might also think of these pre-Diluvians as the ancient, ancient Egyptians. Whoever this civilization was, they had a high order of astronomical knowledge. 
they had profound knowledge regarding the principles responsible for the created universe. They had a precise and profound knowledge of universal harmonic, rhythmic, and proportional laws. They had advanced mathematical and scientific knowledge, and this knowledge was literally written into their temples, uh, not in explicit texts, but in harmony and proportion, mathematics, myth, and symbol. In every field of Egyptian knowledge, the underlying principles were kept secret, but made manifest uh, in the works. And I'm paraphrasing there, I believe that's from John Anthony West. As I've said before, when you go inside the Great Pyramid, you're immediately taken back by the scale. This isn't just a bunch of blocks stacked uh, in a triangle. It's 3D inside. It's machine-like. It's precision. The outside, the outside of its limestone, the inside in these um, key chambers is rose granite. And when you're descending down these steep passageways, uh, even with a small backpack on, it's backbreaking because you're doubled over because it's not high enough for you to stand up straight. And it's backbreaking with this wooden stairs and the modern wooden railings they've put in there for you to hold on to. It's backbreaking. So, how would the dynastic Egyptians of 5,000 years ago? have traversed up and down these steep passageways on the way, let's say, to a funeral procession in the king's chamber, or the so-called king's chamber, as they call it, carrying huge statues and sarcophaguses without stairs, without railings. In my estimation, that's impossible. We've talked before about how the the rose granite inside the king's chamber of the Great Pyramid came from at least eight hours away by car. So how did they move it eight hours away by car to the Great Pyramid? The point is, the Great Pyramid is a stunning artistic achievement. It's the, it's the work of masters of architecture, as Graham has said before. Uh, another example is there's 70-ton blocks of stone inside the so-called king's chamber that were raised more than 300 feet above ground. The achievement of making it into a high-precision structure is unfathomable, but if you make any tiny mistake at the base, by the time you get to the top of the 481 feet, uh, you wouldn't have a pyramid. And nobody today with all of our supposed great technology can really uh, explain it. And unlike the confirmed Egyptian tombs in the Valley of the Kings, again, which is down near Aswan, over eight hours away by cars to the south, unlike the confirmed Egyptian tombs found in the Valley of the Kings, where there's hieroglyphs, where there was mummies, where there's all this Egyptian artwork depictions, none of that has been found, confirmed on the bare megalithic walls inside the Great Pyramids. No king mummy was actually found that we know of in the so-called king's chamber. No queen mummy that we know of was actually found in the so-called queen's chamber. And so the point is, the inside of the Great Pyramid 
looks world apart from inside the Valley of the Kings, where we know the dynastic Egyptians were buried. And with all this talk about Egypt and the Great Pyramid, I would like to personally invite you to join me to experience a private visit for two hours long inside the Great Pyramid this May on our 2024 Egypt tour. This is going to be the trip of a lifetime. And again, the highlight of this trip is not only are we going to see over 20 of the best uh, sites in Egypt, but we're going to have a private after hours visit inside the Great Pyramid where we will literally uh, have free reign uh, to explore every chamber and passageway. It's a life changing experience. I really hope that you can join us. You can go to ancientexpedition.org slash tours to find all the information on this Egypt tour. And if you use code EGYPT2024, that's all one word in caps, EGYPT2024, you can get $200 off registration. Just go to ancientexpedition.org slash tours to get all the info or click the show notes below wherever you're listening to find the link as well. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Make sure to subscribe from wherever you are listening. And until next time, keep exploring.